So, 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 what is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 3 of the Salt of the Nine Circles podcast, titled Nice Niches, Best Hitches. And tonight's topic is on niches. So, let's start off with what they are. This is my definition of a niche or niche, depending on who you are and what's your preference of pronouncing this word. A niche, to me, is essentially a very specific hobby or show that, despite not being immensely popular or gaining, like, mainstream, like, attention or interest, are able to gain a small and very, I think, fairly loyal following to itself, or is a, or or something that is part of more or less the mainstream but represents a, a specific aspect of it that creates a community out of it and I'm talking about this tonight because I felt like it's something it's been talked about before it's been talked about plenty of times but I feel like it should be given more attention to and appreciated for because it adds more variety in smaller chunks and in smaller influences that and fills in specific needs and interests that the usual what's already there on in the mainstream doesn't or does but not as well sometimes it may take on as a form of let's say a need sometimes it's just like we have this thing and even though it has a lot of people, sometimes the reasons may may differ. We'll have like the main reason for it, which is like very broad, and can usually sum up with it's does this, this, and this great, where others fail to do so. But for other people, they're part of it because of maybe one spe- specific aspect that isn't highlighted necessarily. And they just flock over it, and they may like praise it in every way. So, some examples of niches can take on a form of like cult movies or cult classics, as they say. I know, like maybe some cult classics in like in the movie format would be like the Machete movie, Machete, Machete. I'm I'm forgetting my Spanish. A Spanish accent. But no, it can take... Like, the Machete movies are, are like, a good niche because... Or... I mean, Grindhouse movies like Machete are niche enough, right? Because not everybody watches that. Even though people enjoy can enjoy a movie that's, like, super violent with a lot of action. Ah, Grindhouse movies usually take it, like, a up a notch by being like very very exaggerated with its gore and machete is one of those movies does that mean they're actually great objectively no but sometimes it's interest garners enough of people to support it and maybe if it's lucky enough to to do so it may get like a second part to it and that's basically like something a lot of people who are a part of that kind of community would want without a doubt 
um, other people might have a niche in, like, a specific kind of, like, competition or sport. For example, like, long, uh, like, a few months back on YouTube, I found out about, like, competitive boomerang throwing. And, like, some of the things that got into it through, like, the YouTube channel Great Big Story. Or, I think it was Great Big Story that talked about it. Could have been, like, another channel that gone down to it. And, you know, sometimes it's, like, a pleasant surprise. Because you, you wouldn't even know that this, like, little thing, like, throwing boomerangs would have, like, a, a competitive competition to it. Whether it be, like in a local sense or maybe like a little bit more international and, and some of them do have like an international competition like sometimes i forget that there's like an international like coffee brewing competition where people legitimately enter and like compete to see if they can brew a better coffee than the other that's a now okay i'm oversimplifying that and anyone who does competitive coffee brewing can probably give it more respect than I do in explaining it. I don't really watch it, but I know it exists, and I know people do like enjoy it because of thanks to the fact that it's coffee and people love coffee. I know like one like niche of mine, which is more like an eccentric interest let's say would be like razors like shaving razors which is something that would be born that would branch from like how important one would enjoy or finding importance in like personal hygiene and grooming like i i like razors i like how they're designed especially if they're like the safe little safety razors or like the, the straight razors, and by straight razors, I mean the razors you would see in your barber shop that you, your barber would really use when they shave for you, or if they're, you know, lining up your, your hairline. And, you know, and that's like a really cool aspect about a niche is that a lot of times it's born from like this greater thing, and they're just one branch of it that can get you into it. And it can, and it's a two-way street in that way, in that regards. You can start off liking this one specific thing, and then you'll discover like this whole world of it, and you get to be part of, of like the bigger mainstream like community, community. Or you could be a person who starts off with the general, what's the most popular thing that people are aware of or and is a part of, but eventually you find this specific part of it that has its people, has its place, but isn't really, like, the main focus, and that's where you'll feel like, yeah, I fit in more with this for this specific product, or show, or movie, or whatever other form uh, this community is uh, is related to, and I'll stick with this, and and then there's a lot of factors to it. Uh, I already mentioned that some of it comes out of, like, Maybe because of a hobby of yours, like, say you do a lot of, like, like, let's see, like, darts. Some people play a lot of darts in their free time, and maybe sometimes when, at 
for whatever reason they discover hey wait this is competitive dark competition I'll, and from there they kind of either become more like a spectator that they get into watching it to try to keep up with it as much as possible you know they look up what's like the next big event that's happening soon enough and then they go and roll with it or they can choose to participate in it they be they do whatever practice they need to do to start learning like the intricacies behind like dart throwing for darts and then do whatever uh, other sort of research outside of like these like like techniques technical things like the rules of of the of the sport that they won't know in like a normal casual game that applies them in a more competitive level right and soon they get into it maybe they'll become big or they don't even from themselves by themselves they they create a niche about them sometimes in sports like you can have your favorite basketball player and sometimes we and a lot of time we ask a person who will be on that list lebron dwayne ray Dwayne Wade, whoa, I was about to call him Dwayne Reed, Dwayne Wade, D. Wade, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, if you if you if you're down with him, and then but sometimes there'll be one person be like, nah, I'm like this person whose name doesn't appear a lot in like the sports news or whatever or, or anyone else's mouth. You may look at him funny for it. I know you will. It, it can't be helped. You will look at him funny, but he'll be he or she will generally feel like yeah I really like this person and sure they'll acknowledge acknowledge that they're not superior than LeBron or or Stephen Curry, but they'll like him because of like all the things about them and what they have that you gotta give them credit for, assuming they they have a good argument for it, and that kind of leads into like. I guess the bigger meat of this podcast episode, why are they important? I already mentioned that they leave a lot of space for people to form their own little group, their own little tribe that can fit in with this bigger, more general piece of media or sport or whatever hobby. And they'll find like an aspect of it that that brings them great joy, brings them great enjoyment, and is the reason why they may be a part of it, or what caused them to really settle in said thing, but doesn't get enough respect or love, and they and whoever else that represents that smaller minority for it will be the ones to handle it. Another thing that I'm pretty sure I touched upon would be how it creates variety within within a specific like genre or or I guess competition well competition might be tough to argue but if not that then within a an industry first let's focus on industry since it's I feel like is something that's easier to explain by starting off with in terms of industry, niches or niches can help fill in voids of like specifics or specific needs 
like some people enjoy it. say okay see so an example of it right will take on in the form of grooming let's go with grooming as an example a lot of people a lot of guys shave all the time so, ladies too but let's, let's focus on like the males because i'm i'm a guy i don't but for a guy like shaving is like shaving their face is a big part of it big cultural part of like their lives and this within this era you know you know like and and it comes in two forms either you shave off your whole shave off your whole beard because like you're not really into having it or it could be a guy who likes his beard but he likes to like groom it a lot trim it to keep it clean and sanitary for yourself but not let it grow out of control that it's that's gross right and so we have like the general shaving products to fulfill like certain things that you need shaving cream aftershave a razor that's it nowadays razors come in like what five blades three three or five five is like the standard i think then we got your shaving stuff a lot of them is just like you know bread and butter bread and butter basics they don't got anything original on them. Sometimes you might feel like buying something that says aloe. Or nowadays they they got better variety and scents. Sometimes it may smell like sandalwood. A big trend nowadays would be like charcoal within like their products, and that could be just the end of it for a lot of guys. And sometimes it'll be expanded upon by like smaller companies or companies that have been around for a while but they their success comes from doing something very specific that they advertise a lot and bank on like a lot of there's plenty of companies that bank on being more about not five blades but not like the typical five blade cartridge razors but more about like straight razors and straight razors i mean like the razors you see in barber shops that your barber pulls out whenever he shaves your beard or you know for lining up your hairline or like the safety razors and they fulfill a specific need if you're focused on like the very specific intricacies of like protecting or like grooming your face um some people would pick these because like one their hair's their their beard hair is very coarse it's rough well i don't know if rough is like part of it but it's rough sometimes their skin may be a little bit too sensitive to like use more than one blade because it starts giving them a lot of razor bumps and whatnot and sometimes even doing like the whole like process of using warm water to soften your beard hairs and wherever like preparations you gotta do still doesn't help too much because of like you know whatever reason of that skin sensitivity but using like one blade razors help a lot gillette and whoever else is like like big name brand um shtick is another example probably won't be your best people to go for mainly because they're really fulfilling i guess the majority needs but there'll be other brands that you could like do the research on if you really want to like get a good shave and they'll have what you need sometimes the price of that is you know an actual high price 
maybe a little pricey, you know. I know I've seen razors that cost like forty or fifty. You may and some people may think to themselves like, "Damn, really that much? That's that's mu- that's that's walling." Or maybe I'm crazy for thinking people people who think that paying like maybe at least twenty for a razor is nonsense, but it's possible, and they're they're out there. You know, some and for anyone who's more into like trimming their beard more than like shaving the whole thing off, we'll focus more on like maybe like a lot of beard uh, grooming products, like beard oils to make to ensure their beard is always moisturized or maintains moisture. You know, doesn't end up being dry and causes you a lot of itch. Some people get little beard combs too comb their beards and that and that fulfills their their specific needs and that goes in, into like an important part of niches or niches within like industries that sell products there are always going to be people with specific needs because of like maybe a specific problem and the great part is that if the big like popular brands won't do it or can't do it because they they don't have the need or motivation to do so not not because it's their fault but they really don't have a reason to go for it there'll be some other little company that'll step up step in and be like hey we got what you need come to us to get it and then you'll go for it and you can apply that same logic to like other things like for example shows shows depend on good writing good execution good everything in order to attract an audience um some shows themselves like base their brand off of like very specific things a lot of them bank on being like funny providing specific kind of comedy some of them provide like action of some sort whether it's like mostly through drama or actual fights or a little bit of both, but a lot of them also involve a lot of storytelling, you know, and a lot of people get into it because of like, oh, wow, the premise of the show is great, it's good, it's interesting, but uh, but it can be very formulaic, right? Sometimes for a show, it, it follows a pattern they probably would see in other shows you've seen before or are currently watching, but it can still work for you. Sometimes a show... And some, and then it works, it works. But there'll be some people who get into a show because of maybe one and only one thing about it. And it could be about a specific character that has proven themselves to have like this specific quality, specific theme and story to them that you probably probably wouldn't name it yourself if you're like the average viewer but for other people who who become like gravitated towards that character of that show or movie they get so obsessed with their story that they want to see it play out you know you know you can make jokes about it sometimes it's like very silly thing it could be something completely random but it could lead to like a who a new bunch of people who want to join in and really like get into what you're selling here which is great and maybe it's not not just that one character sometimes people get into something because like the potential to play i guess 
matchmaker you know shipping is like a big part of a lot of shows and a lot of movies within this era um i know a lot of people probably did that already um, um well i shouldn't say it like that what i should say is shipping isn't like a new thing people have done it for years your grandma probably does it for her favorite radio show i thought i shouldn't throw someone's grandma under the bus maybe great grandma would be better but you know everybody has done it a lot of people has hoped that character a gets with character b or maybe character g gets with character m and but nowadays it has like an especially bigger part because now people don't feel so tied into one sort of like couple which creates this relationship between like canon and head canon you know and a lot of people get into shows because like certain something works well with their head cannons you know because they can see like the chemistry between one or two characters and how it plays out between them and how it works and what and how they mind process how it works and why it works so well um you could pick any piece of like popular show that that's out now you'll see like this like these Big, even with the shippings, right? They'll even be further divided into even further like niches, because sometimes it'll be like, okay, here's this popular like pairing for a show. It doesn't have to be like a canon one, but it's something something that has a lot of attention for people. Uh, for example, in like the Fire Emblem series within Three Houses, of, and just to give a give a brief description of that game series it's a series from nintendo uh strategy game series and a big part a big feature within that series as far as i've been aware of has been a, i guess supports sometimes you can have like characters partner up and as you make them partner up more often with one another and so on they kind of build up i guess a sort of their relationships and sometimes they stick as friendships sometimes they stick as uh nothing beyond depending on how far you progressed and you know eventually for some of them they can become something they get together as a couple right and the in in this specific specific case within the ladies game three houses um you the main character that whose default name is Byleth, a popular ship is between like the female option for for the main character and one of the characters of one of the factions named Edelgard a lot of people love those two um pa that pairing you know very popular pairing sometimes but there are people out there, or more than likely out there, that might place Edelgard with another character that isn't really paid attention to. Sometimes it's for good reason. They don't really have anything that makes you think they can work well together. Other times it's like, well, it's there. But a lot of times it's really because it's like, you know, it's not as like interesting or like maybe spicy, spicy as like what's popular uh, I guess an example of it would be like saying Edelgard hooks up with uh, a, one of the characters within her same faction Casper who's like energetic 
kind of low intelligence, but is a pretty much a go-getter as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's probably someone out there, him or her, with their group of friends, who'll be like, yeah, I like these two together. They have this interesting dynamic of dumb dumb and smart woman, you know. Which, in and of itself, is a popular trope, I think. Uh, so there's that aspect of it. Sometimes, like, for shows and movies, their niches come in the form of, like, between how well or what they're best known for. Uh, sometimes for, like, a show movie, they become very popular because they're, because, or they become well-known due to, like, either they have this great storytelling and that's like the biggest part of why they're so strong or they have this great like i guess sequences or direction that makes you think wow man these like fights are so great or if you're like into animation it's like oh man this is so this person is so animated look at these expressions oh Man, look at, like, look look at this, like, voice acting, you know? But then there'll be people coming in and be like, yeah, those are great, but what about the sound design? Man, oh man. Like, their choices for, like, like I guess how the explosions within this movie sounds or, like, like, or if you're watching, like, a big monster movie like Godzilla, those people who, who are talking about sound design would be like, oh man. The, the way they, they design how Godzilla wo- roars, wow, almost almost said war, but how Godzilla roars is so great, and how they did it is so awesome. And, you know, even though I shouldn't, like, drag down sound design like that as something that's a on not as looked at niche, it doesn't have that same, like, regards and attention to it, like, Let's say acting, the acting or the writing or the just the overall directing of the movie as it would have. And sure, like a lot of people put in the time to like give respects and give attention to sound designs. I know there's like a lot of videos that that do like showcases of here is the sound design of like the monsters and the quiet place or here's the sound design decisions of the movie of the movie star wars or star trek or whoever else that has like these really interesting sounds that makes you think man how did they achieve this and then they do like this special behind the scenes look at like the sound design teams and how they achieved it and a lot of times it's just them like breaking a bunch of shit and clanging a bunch of pots together and with some extra editing on the computer bing bang boom you get the sounds for like for like a monster or a monster roaring a monster sleeping or a monster doing anything or the sounds of explosions the sound of swords coming together you know either the most basic of things or the most like the most complicated or complex and there'll be people who'll be up and down about it and give it an attention. And sure, like, there have been movies who won awards because of sound design, you know? But when you ask, like, the a person who's, like, not in-depth about, like, these sort of things, they'll look at you and be like, oh, okay. 
I don't, I don't get it, but that's cool. Or they won't really like think about it too much as much as they think about, wow, this thing won best like music score or the best actor. They're probably more likely to be more receptive of that conversation than they would of like, wow, the sounds in here are great. And at best, when it comes to sound, they would talk about again the music, or if not like how like the actors sound whenever they like do their lines and when they act in a scene whether they sound like they're giving expressions or not so there's a lot of things that i feel like goes into like niches because they just come in with all these pieces and then further pieces and like they represent a, a more detailed story as to why this thing is great or why, like, it's so great to have, like, these specific things a part of this, like, greater whole that lets other people join in. And, you know, some and some of my points may make you think, like, oh, well, there's a difference between, like, something having a lot of attention to something that's, that's literally just, like, very specific. And that's true. But sometimes something specific some and something being, like, popular can go hand to hand uh depending on what it is you know um it really depends on how you look at it and how things like work out and and it and i feel like it's still important to recognize like these layers of like relationship between niches and like communities because sometimes the community is born if they're lucky enough niches if they keep going, if they continue their traction with enough consistency, they become bigger than they were before, and something is grown out of it. Um, and I feel that's like another point about niche, about a niche, which is like, it's its lifespan really depends on if people continue enjoying this thing or not, and sometimes popularity popularity affects it, like above and beyond. You know, there's been a lot of things that people feel like were really, really good, but they had had a really short lifespan, and they might feel like they wish it continued going because they had something good, good going on, but it just couldn't continue because certain things are holding it back. An example of that would be like, say, you're really into this series, and it had such a good premise that it presented to you. You know, its premise is really interesting. And, you know, it has its episodes going on. But even though it's not bad, it just couldn't attract anyone or at least enough people for, like, the big executives to look at and be like, okay, well, we're not continuing this. It's ending right here, right now. And, you know... It just doesn't get renewed for another season or it just gets canceled after like maybe five episodes, ten at at other times, at other examples, you know. But because of like the promise or like potential that you saw in it at the time, it makes you wonder like, hey, damn. I really like it. I really like this thing and it's a really it's really just a shame that it just couldn't continue going or that it just ended so prematurely. And that's kinda how like a lot of cult classes cult classics are born. Cult classics are born from that sort of thing, right? You know, even I mean even then some of them 
get their chance to like get a continuation if not people give it attention but popularity is just just a lifeblood of so many shows that it can really be the same factor whether it continues or not and that's kind of like one of the fortunate things of being part of a niche because your community is so small that it doesn't matter how many it doesn't matter how consistent you've been watching it there isn't a lot or a large number of people that's consistently watching it within what whenever it comes out weekly or monthly whatever is the expectations of like an executive board it just doesn't continue at all and you know and sometimes it's not really the fault of the product of the people that's not popular you know sometimes it's good reason good reason for it um sure sometimes like a show or movie or whatever else may have its audience and they really liked it or not but the end product of it is that it was not good and whether or not it's accepted as objectively bad or not it just didn't work out and now it's gone rightfully so for a lot of people but for that small group it's it may be a big shame and that's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like a tough thing to deal with a lot of the time you know which is normal these things happen that's just how they are and that's how they'll continue i think uh it's kind of like i guess you can see it as a cycle of life of media <laughs> the the media cycle the hobby cycle of life um is either you become something more than you were or you just like end without being immortalized first and i guess you can see that as like the big hope of people who are part of these small communities of this one thing that they want to see their favorite thing become one of those shows or movies that get to decide when they end or have enough wiggle room to be like yeah this is the end this is a good time to stop and end it perfectly or whatever or not and not get dropped because they just couldn't like keep up with anything or they're just way too niche to to exist because such a thing happens a lot of niches keep going because they're not even though i say they're small they're also somehow big enough to keep going and actually exist you know like i said about like shaving products for men sir some things are very specific in need sir some people look at it and be like why is this necessary but people there there are enough people just enough people to be like yeah this is necessary because of this and that and you know a lot of people care enough to keep it going and keep it pushing and they're able to like be viable can be considered viable and be able to like sell their products and keep selling and and really be essential for a lot of people's like i guess grocery or errand errands list to pick up but some there is such a thing as being too specific there is such a thing as being too like niche because sometimes we focus too much on that specific aspect to as a selling point for yourself you don't you forget to leave room for like the bare essentials the bare basics as to why like something within this industry industry genre 
or whatever else like keeps going because they fulfill other things too first before they really like maintain their big selling point because if they don't then well as i've already said it's kaputs but in keeping up with like the downside of a of a niche i guess it's important to note like other problems with them and one of the bigger one i shouldn't call it bigger but one of the other grand downsides to like a niche would be how sometimes because of depending on like the added general attitude of a community whether it's that like small group or the larger group it can lead to like certain sentiments sometimes like people can develop an elitist attitude just because they like that specific thing and they might hang it over you as some kind of like ultimatum ultimatum whether you're like a real big fan of it or not um and, some, and that could lead to like alienation for example like sometimes when a person say they're like a true 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 fan of like say your favorite music artist right you you you, you make big like claims that you yourself know like everything that 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 needs to know about this like artist but then someone comes and be like you're not a real artist if you don't like this one specific thing that you can probably argue isn't really all that important you may even consider that as a small detail because you yourself know or aren't aware of it because the artists themselves don't really throw that out there as like the main selling point but maybe it's something a little bit more like you know passive or like they were just like messing around with something at the time but it was something that was still like low-key enough to flounder under the radar unless you like really pay attention to it sometimes people will hold out against you like if you don't know this thing they can't call yourself a real fan or like you know sometimes um you might like this specific thing you don't you don't you yourself who is a part of this like very small percentage that really like this thing and, and got into this thing because of like this niche aspect of it you're not the you, sometimes liking it might lead to some people thinking that you're crazy right i guess my most recent example is that um sometimes you might like the specific thing and people like come after you for it because sometimes they think you're crazy and for liking it and like what oh that might not necessarily be like a bad reaction it it could just be like a like a weird look it, it's something you can live with and be like yeah okay i can understand why this person might react this way it's a normal reaction but other people can be oddly aggressive for no reason you know and and come and be like why would you like this thing this thing is super crazy this is so weird right and that whole thing those two like sides of things is such a double-edged sword because like it all comes down to subjectivity it's always subjectivity is like the main issue that i'm getting at because of like opinions and people like to make opinions very subjective whether you think it should be or not 
people can get really uppity and very like unnecessarily so uh, depending on the kind of opinion you throw out there and depending on if they think you're being fair about it and you know how it is on the internet whenever you give opinions sometimes you feel like you waste your time and you shouldn't have done so because now people are com- coming all over your ass over something that's like really arguable in a in the objective sense but they they don't really accept that as is and like it's such a annoying thing to to deal with because it's like you're being denied a level of enjoyment of something that brought you here in the first place you know and i've seen people like leave because of it and you know sometimes for people outside of it who's not necessarily a part of it looking in, looking in and the outsider's perspective be like wow this is, they're really leaving because of that it's not a big deal maybe not but you know when you're invested in something it becomes a big deal you know it is a big deal for you and you know it's just like a tough dance to deal with uh, half the time but that's just part of like the whole ordeal of of uh, of a niche right that's that's still like a grand part of of like more popular things these things don't go away cuz you know subjective subjectivity is a thing but i guess the most important thing about niche and this is me going back to like the positive is that some still it's still very important because they still provide you with something to work with to enjoy to really bind yourself to something that you probably had a hard time like getting into before they didn't want to give up just yet and you know there's something for everyone as they say and we'll end it here thanks for watching or listening uh, I'm Nine Salt. Hit me a follow on here on Podbean, Spotify, or iTunes, and I'll see you next time.